1: Postgame show presented by the College Corner. I'm Neil McCready. I'll be with you uh, this evening. We'll get uh, Brian Rippy on, Jeffrey Wright on, Chase Parham will join from Omaha, Arkansas beats Ole Miss three to two in a dramatic College World Series game. The two teams will meet again tomorrow at. Uh oh, I need to fix that in the scroll. The two teams will meet tomorrow at uh, 3 p.m. in Omaha. The winner will face Oklahoma in the National Championship Series. Ole Miss had the bases loaded. Nobody out in the ninth inning. And um, scored one run. Jacob Gonzalez was up with two outs. He lined out to left to end it. Arkansas wins 3-2. to two, And... Um, Much of our conversation tonight will be about tomorrow's game. Um, I'm guessing both teams go back to their aces. Ole Miss's bullpen should be uh, super fresh. Mallets did not pitch tonight. Brandon Johnson did not pitch tonight. I am assuming that Dylan DeLucia will make the start for Ole Miss. um, I I feel quite confident in saying that Connor Nolan will make the start for Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas got – Actually, both teams got really good starts from their starters. Um, I pull up the I'll pull up the the uh, the story here. I'll, the the box score. A minute. Let me take care of some business first. I know this is this will be by the way this will be the Thursday morning Oxford Exxon podcast. Obviously, tomorrow afternoon a huge game for uh, for Ole Miss baseball. Uh, this is brought to you by the College Corner College dot com. Two locations in the Jackson area: one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood um collegecornerstore.com is the website. You can get all of your old Miss branded college world series gear there from uh, collegecornerstore.com. This will serve as I said as the Thursday Oxford Exxon podcast. Uh the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, always a great place to stop, always a great place to shop, fill up your vehicle, fill up yourself inside the uh Oxford Exxon right next door to the Oxford Crystal. Um always clean, always nice. Uh, great uh, snacks, beer, plate lunch, everything there at the Oxford Exxon. Guest will join tonight on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place if you're hanging out in Oxford tomorrow looking for a place to nervously watch the game. I recommend Rafters. Go in, have a burger, a po' boy, great appetizers, full beer, full bar, and more there at Rafters on the Square in Oxford. Also, Rafters in New Albany, and then Rafters on the Water at Sardis. Uh, I'm in the Clark Ford studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. 100 They're showing the uh, highlights on ESPN. I was watching Arkansas kind of flirted with disaster in the ninth, loaded the bases, a single, a, uh, I guess a single and two hit batters. Brady Tigert had a bad case of the yips. They uh, went back to um, the kid who started on Monday night, got a strikeout, a flyout, infield single, and then the, uh, the kind of the soft line out to the left fielder to end the game. Three to two again, Arkansas wins. Um, I'll pull up a box score here because I'm I'm curious to see it myself. Um, getting down to the pitching. So Hagen Smith got the start for Arkansas tonight. He went five innings, gave up two hits a run. It was earned. Walked four but struck out eight. Really had a lot of success with his slider. Evan Taylor came in. I thought he was the MVP of the game. If you're looking for an MVP, uh, Arkansas was searching for some innings. Evan Taylor comes in, gives them three innings of, of terrific pitching. Gave up two hits a run. It was earned. No walks. Four strikeouts for him. Uh, Brady Tiger uh, was bad. Faced uh, three hit, faced two hitters. Hit them both. And then uh, got to give Zach Morris a ton of credit uh, for Arkansas after his incredibly shaky outing on uh, Monday night and the loss to Ole Miss. He goes an inning. Gives up a hit. Uh, no walks. Strikes out one. Faced four batters. He gets the save. Um. Actually, yeah, I guess he gets the save. Hagen-Smith gets the win for Ole Miss. Meanwhile, um, I'm looking for their box. Forgive me here. I'm scrambling a little. Uh, Ole Miss's box, uh, John Gaddis, I thought was terrific for Ole Miss. Went five innings, gave up four hits, two runs. Uh, They were both earned. Two walks, four strikeouts. Jack Washburn came in. He was very good. Two two hits in two innings. Gave up a run. It was earned. A walk, three strikeouts, and then uh, Jack Darty was terrific. Gave Ole Miss a real opportunity. Arkansas loaded the bases with uh, one out in the eighth. Darty got two strikeouts, struck out Brady Slavens and uh, a pinch hitter Kendall Diggs, if I recall correctly. Uh, two innings pitched, two hits, no runs. Walked one, struck out three to give Ole Miss a real opportunity, but uh, the Rebels could not capitalize in the ninth inning. So um, – What we'll do is we'll talk a lot about what's coming tomorrow because obviously a, a, a huge game. Ole Miss and Arkansas will play one another at 3 p.m. The winner will uh, face Oklahoma. Oklahoma defeated Texas A&M earlier today to advance to the uh, championship. To the championship round, Ginger is blaming me. She says, "I blame you, Neil. You upset the baseball gods Monday night." Don't think it was me, Ginger. But if it was, I will. I will take full responsibility. All right, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get Brian on. I can tell that that game was. That game was uh, a crazy. I will say this: if you're the guy sitting in Dubuque watching that game, that was one hell of a baseball game. If you're watching it in Oxford, Mississippi, it probably was not one hell of a baseball game. Probably was a uh, very frustrating game. I'm going to get Brian on, though. We'll get Brian. We'll get his thoughts on tonight. And more importantly, I think it's very important for us to spin forward and look at what happens tomorrow. So I'll get Brian on. We'll get his thoughts on um, what happens from here. What's up? Hey, Brian. Appreciate you. Can you hear me okay?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Can you all hear me?
1: Yeah, you're perfect. That's that's good. Um It was, I was just saying, if you're the guy sitting in Dubuque, Iowa, who doesn't care about Ole Miss or Arkansas, and you're just watching, you you got your, you got your entertainment for a Wednesday night. If you're, if you're an Ole Miss fan, though, this had to be an incredibly frustrating game to watch.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, what a roller coaster ride that was. But like you said, if you're, you know, invested in your Ole Miss fan, that was a little bit of a gut punch. I mean, I mean, this sounds dumb, but in a way, would you've almost rather have lost seven to one, where you wash it and come out tomorrow, and yes. instead of have that outcome yes. there towards the end? But yes. what a baseball game that was!
1: To, to answer your question, uh, as as emphatically as I could, yes, I would rather get beat eight to one, and hey, we're we'll, let's go flush it. We'll play tomorrow, one game, then then think back on the opportunities of the ninth inning.
3: That's really what defined this game, and it was just missed opportunity. Uh, Honestly, in a lot of ways, it looked similar to a couple of those games in Fayetteville in terms of some of the situational hitting for Ole Miss. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's what it was defined as. Ole Miss had a bad night at the plate. They couldn't really do anything against – any left-handed arm that Arkansas threw out there tonight. The first two guys had a lot of movement. I thought Hagan Smith was really good. I didn't think Ole Miss's approach was very good, but he gave them trouble in game two in Fayetteville, and um, he backed that up again tonight. And then the Taylor kid, they brought in just a couple of dudes with hard curveballs and a lot of movement, and Ole Miss couldn't do a whole lot with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if you had told both coaches before the game, hey, this is what your pitching is going to look like through eight innings, I think they would have been – they would have signed the, that document right away. I mean, Hagen Smith was good. Uh, the, the Taylor kid who came in was great on the flip side. I, I mean, gosh, I I think Ole Miss got all it could have asked for out of Gaddis and then Washburn and then Darty. I mean, I think if you had told Mike, those guys are going to hold Arkansas to three runs, I think he would have thought he's celebrating the night.
3: Yeah, absolutely. They got everything they could have asked for. Just like you said, out of both of them. And it's, Ole Miss, I mean, overall just wasn't, simply wasn't good enough tonight, right? Because it comes down to one run, clearly, and that run that Arkansas got in the eighth. I mean, you can't necessarily blame Wood for taking a rocket there, it looked like to the chest or somewhere around there, but, you know, the way they scored the run, Gonzalez looked like he was maybe holding the guy at second and then kind of got caught a little bit out of position and couldn't field that cleanly, and between that and a close replay, Ole Miss, I mean, just wasn't quite good enough defensively to hold it at two. And outside of that, you're exactly right. You got everything you could have wanted from Gaddis and Washburn. They held them to two runs. I think Ole Miss would have thought they won the game easily um, had you told them that before the game started. But bottom of the line, they entered the ninth inning where the only two guys that had hits were Chatnier and um, Alderman. So they just they just weren't good enough tonight.
1: Let's talk about tomorrow. I'm I'm looking at the thread. Um, I'm I'm going to take Ginger's word for it that uh, Dylan Delucia has been declared the starter for tomorrow night. I, I I don't see any other path for Ole Miss if it's not Dylan Delucia. It's it's like Drew McDaniel, right? Because they they started Gaddis tonight. They they used Darty, They used uh, Washburn. It, it's it's got to be Delucia. I'm I'm assuming here, but I feel pretty comfortable with the assumption that Arkansas will go to Connor Nolan. It's uh. Two guys both working on short rest. Arkansas rolled the dice today, paid off for them. They, I think they contemplated going with Nolan today. They didn't. Gave him an extra 24 hours. He has been fairly good on short rest. Delucia has had mixed results on short rest. His most recent outing on short rest, he was actually really good. I know he took the loss in Hoover against Vanderbilt, but, but he was very sharp, and that was four days rest, which is what he has now. What are your early thoughts on tomorrow afternoon's game?
3: Yeah, I mean I I I saw Chase put out it's Delucia. I haven't okay. officially seen Nolan, but I would think that would have
1: to be the case. If, mean, it's, if it's, it's, it's not it's, Nolan, I don't know who the hell they go to. So it's 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 almost certainly Connor Nolan.
3: Yeah, I think it has to be. I mean I, I I don't know what you know Ole Miss has the charting pitches thing. Uh Nolan wasn't doing that, but I don't think Arkansas has that. It's definitely going to be those two. And it's your Best on best. I know Hunter Elliott has been Ole Miss's best pitcher in the postseason, but you, you know what I mean from the season standpoint. delusha has been really good, and Ole Miss got the better of that matchup in Fable. I don't necessarily think that means a ton, but I do remember back to that game. Ole Miss wasn't terrific against Connor Nolan by any stretch of the imagination, but it was the first time really all year against a really good pitcher that they had put together enough quality at bats to scratch out a tough Friday night win. And I just remember thinking at that game, okay, this is a little bit of a sign. And granted, they lost the series and you had the terrible situational hitting. But that, to me, that was kind of the first seed that was planted. That Okay, maybe they're playing a little bit better baseball. I don't know if they can carry into tomorrow if you take anything away from that at all. But, I mean, look, you're one win away from the College World Series uh, final with Dylan DeLucia on the mound. And I think at the end of the day... Any Ole Miss fan would have taken that, um, you know, regardless of the path that led up to it, as much as a gut punch that is tonight. But they got a shot tomorrow, and I think they'll rebound. They've, they've yeah. shown that throughout the last month and a
1: half in the postseason. Tell me if I'm wrong here, and feel free to tell me, no, Neil, you're an idiot. To me, the gut punch is this. I spent today talking about how both of these teams right, have a very clear Achilles heels. Arkansas, it was that second starter. Um, Ole Miss, it was the third starter. Arkansas, the second starter thing, bit them in the ass on Monday night and it put them in the loser's bracket, and they've climbed out of the loser's bracket now, to their credit. Uh, whether they can climb all the way out remains to be seen. For Ole Miss, the the, the the Achilles heel has been that third starter. And tonight, son of a bitch, Brian, the third starter got it done and the bats let them down. To me, that's, that's the gut punch. That's kind of to your point where, and, and again, tell me, no, Neil, you're wrong. If the third starter just goes out and gets blitzkrieged, And you lose eleven to two or something, you're like, Well, that's who we are. We gotta come back and try to win this one and figure it out. We'll punt that for another week. The 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 agonizing thing for me tonight, if I'm if I'm Mike Bianco, if I'm in that coaching staff, is damn it, the one thing we worried about we turned out not to be the problem. What killed us was our offense.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't disagree with you. I think that's definitely the case. I mean, look, it's that combined with the way the ninth inning played out and you expend so much energy. Um, I imagine it's a little bit draining to come out on the wrong end of that, but you're exactly right. I mean, this was Ole Mrs. Achilles heel that hadn't been tested uh, from the pitching standpoint, and they passed the test. Like you said, the offense just let them down, and Arkansas, I thought, was in a pretty tough spot today. Now, granted, they got a really good outing from Hagen Smith, and maybe they yeah. thought that would be the case all along. He was moved to the bullpen, really. It seemed like from reading about it, more so just from better utilizing him and making him a more versatile arm for them, more so than him struggling as a starter. So, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think Ole Miss passed, you know, the pitching side of the test, and the bats slipped them down. I mean, wasn't that the feeling when Gaddis left the game after the fifth inning was, boy, he gave you a great opportunity here yeah. down two to one, you had better capitalize on it. And, you know, at that point, I don't know if you're not thinking about it this way now. Now it's just get there. But at that point, you're thinking, man, they better capitalize on it so they have the best chance in the final um, to yeah. not use Delusia and have both him and Elliott available. So I agree yep. wholeheartedly. I, I think that's the gut punch.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, got to give credit to Hagen Smith. He was very good. Uh, he he got in some trouble, I think, in the third, and they ran the they ran people out to the bullpen. I mean, they, I, they were awfully close to making a move, and he settled in and, and got – Seven strikeouts, kind of in, in fairly short order. I mean, he struck out eight hitters. You have to give him a ton of credit. And I said when I started, I, I think the the Taylor kid, the middle reliever, who gave them three big innings. and If you ask me to name an MVP, that's that's the MVP of the game. I thought his outing was was just huge for Arkansas. They just don't have a lot of arms. And you know, for them tomorrow, they're they're handing the ball to Connor Nolan, and it's kind of like it's much like I think Ole Miss is in better shape tomorrow. As I talk through this. If you're Arkansas tomorrow, you're handing the ball to Connor Nolan, and you're like, dude, we really need you to be a stud and to be a stud for a long time today. If you're Ole Miss, you're really only asking DeLucia to give you five because you can go to Mallets, you can go to Johnson. Those guys are fresh. They haven't been used much at all. Mallets hasn't pitched since Saturday and Johnson pitched an inning on on Monday night against Arkansas kind of in mop up he gave up the home run to Stovall but it wasn't a big deal um they're so they're super fresh i don't know if you're arkansas today if you can hand the ball to Brady Tiger after what you just saw from him i don't i don't know how confident you can be handing the ball to him um you know i don't know that you can go back to taylor he just went 3 innings um the 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 Morris kid, I could, he he's kind of got a rubber arm. He probably could give you an inning tomorrow night. Um, they they've got some other guys that maybe you. Could, I mean, I think they could even go to McIntyre for an inning in almost a, a bullpen outing. But it's pitching advantage for Ole Miss tomorrow. It's psychological advantage, and this is this is big. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Psychologically, the advantage I think is Arkansas because they've they've climbed out of the losers bracket. They survived. They got to tomorrow and now they get one shot. I mean, there's no winner's bracket anymore. They're dead even. The winner's the winners, going to, to play Oklahoma. So for Ole Miss, it's kind of in your ears. Between your ears, you've got to get off to a good start. But Delucia is, is a guy that can do that, I think.
3: I think that's a perfect way to put it. I mean, it, on paper, the advantage is probably slightly to Ole Miss, but psychologically, it is definitely in favor of Arkansas. Taylor throws 31 pretty high-stress pitches tonight. Look, it's the postseason here in June, I guess if Kevin Copps is any sort of evidence, they could probably go back to him, but I would imagine they wouldn't like to unless the situation gets pretty dire. Morris can come back. He threw 15 pitches tonight, but that's the guy that couldn't get out of the first inning against Ole Miss. And I get it was a short lease, but on Monday night, they didn't really have a ton of issues with him. And so I don't know what Arkansas has left from the left side. And so behind Nolan, I think they're definitely relying on him more to give them length and give them that six, seven inning outing. Where he's really good, um, because Ole Miss is pretty much fully loaded in the pen. You got Nichols, you got Mallett, you got Johnson. The blueprint in which they've won games behind DeLucia all all year from a pitching standpoint is there. It's just can the offense recover from having a bad day? Um, I think matchup wise, it'll favor Ole Miss a little bit better than the arms they saw tonight. But it's that, and can they have the resolve to you know rebound, like you just said, psychologically from it? And that's going to be absolutely fascinating to watch.
1: The big winner tonight is Oklahoma. Oh, huge! I mean, because just... he
3: knows tonight that you're not getting Delusia Elliott in that order. That's massive.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, if, if even if Ole Miss wins, Delusia's going to have to go on on Thursday afternoon, which means he's not available Saturday. Frankly, he's not available Sunday. And he's on short rest again on Monday. And back-to-back short rest outings, you always worry about a guy like him who's not an overpowering arm. What does that mean? Is he sharp? Um, you know, there's just a lot there. There's If you're Oklahoma, you're freaking thrilled. And, and, and Arkansas is going to throw Nolan tomorrow. So if Arkansas wins... um. You know, no one's not available on Saturday. He's not available on Sunday, and on Monday he's going back to back short rest. If you're Oklahoma, you're freaking thrilled. You gotta, you gotta love your chances right now to win a national championship.
3: Yes, and the one flip side of it for Ole Miss, if you are able to get there, and again, that's a big if. It's nine inning stands between them. You will get an Elliott in a game one, and they've been really, really good with him on the yeah. mound. And if yeah. you win that, you're up one with two chances to win another. Clearly, I mean that at that point, you're still in pretty good shape. It's just not as much optimal. But yeah, Oklahoma's the big winner tonight for sure. I'm just curious, what did you think of the way things played out from a managerial and decision making standpoint? And I guess it'd really be the seventh or in the and the ninth in terms of like the pinch hit, pinch hitting and all that. I, I didn't have as big a problem with it as some people. I thought the Van Cleave thing was maybe. A, Panicky may not be the right word, but pressing, it seemed like my thoughts saw that they didn't have a very good approach. It was just kind of trying to, to try anything to get a spark at that point. And then the ninth inning, people were mad about the left-on-left. Left. I was looking at the travel roster. The only right-handed option available on the bench is Reagan Burford, and there's no way anyone can genuinely say they were calling for that, for for pinch hitting loss. Maybe you yeah. called call for leaving Wood in there because he gives you quality of bats. But I'm just curious what you thought of how the game was managed late.
1: I, I didn't have a problem with it. I really didn't. I mean, Mike came out in the in the eighth and and did the chew out thing, and and then got they got the two strikeouts. They got out of the inning. He kind of got his pitcher refocused. Um, if I'm critical of anything, I'm I'm critical of Arkansas bunting. I hate bunts, hate them with a the passion. Um, that was dumb. I, I thought Arkansas two out, two on, nobody out, with Robert Moore at the plate, who's been swinging a pretty good bat. You you, you give an given out away. You know that means they're going to take the bat out of Battle's as hands, which is exactly what Mike did. And then you get the strikeouts, and so it was kind of predictable. I, I don't. I, I thought actually, I thought Mike managed a better game than than uh, Dave Van Horn. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with. It's so easy to look back and go, "Well, that didn't work," and so it was a bad decision. No, I, I thought the decision to go to Van Cleve there, left versus right. The left-handers were having absolutely no success whatsoever against uh, Taylor. I get it. You know, just because it doesn't work doesn't mean it's the wrong decision.
3: Yeah, it's playing the result, and it's another piece of it was is that Van Cleef doesn't strike out a lot, and of course he gets sorted, and so like the result was bad, and it looked worse, and so it's easy to play that, and also understand the argument of leaving Calvin Harris there in the game. I just think at that point against Taylor, the left-handed hitters were not having much of a prayer against that slider. I'm not right. saying I agree or disagree with it. I see both sides of that. And then the ninth inning part of it—I don't know what else you do at that point. Yeah,
1: no, really no throw Reagan Burford out there. No, no. Look, you had Jacob Gonzalez at the plate with the chance to to win the to win the game. You know, I mean, it's all you could have asked for. If 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 you had told somebody, "Hey, Gonzalez versus Morris to win the game," do you take it? And someone might go, "Well, what's my alternative?" No, no. That's that's your choice. Do you take it? The answer is yes. And it's 10 times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, you take it. And he just, it, it, he, he got soft contact. You got to give, you know, you got to give the Morse kid credit, right? I mean, he was terrible on Monday night. The moment was too big for him on Monday night. And he, he got it done tonight. You have to give him credit. I mean, the, the other, there's a, there's two teams out there. I mean, I, I know it's elementary, but credit to him. I mean, he, he had 72 hours to think about that and um, he got it done. so, you tip your hat and you move to tomorrow and 48 hours I've lost track of my days Had 48 probably pretty long hours to think about just how horrible that outing was for him on Monday night and he came in and threw strikes and got outs and got a key strike out and um, they get a shot to play another day
3: It'll be a great game tomorrow. I mean, I don't think it'll be very enjoyable for a lot of the old Miss contingent watching, but I think it'll be a great game. And again, tonight aside, this is all you could really ask for. You got nine innings. Delusha on the mound with one shot to go to the College World Series final. and. Um, I'm looking forward to watching. I don't know how many other people will agree with that. The fact that they moved it up to 3 p.m. seems a little bit cruel, whether it be from a work standpoint or, I don't know, pouring liquor before the sun goes down.
1: I think that's ESPN with knowing that there's going to be so many eyeballs on the NBA draft from a national standpoint to kind of, it's a game to lead into that at this point. You know, they're going to have draft coverage all day. NBA draft is a huge thing for ESPN, and so, you know, that's part of it. Um, Yeah, but I'm with you. I think it's a I, don't know, I said this this morning, I told Chase, I just had a gut feeling that it was going so smoothly for Ole Miss that there had to be some adversity. And here it is.
3: They get a chance to prove it. They hadn't had to face it really much this postseason, like you said. And you know this team has been resilient, if nothing else. They haven't always been great. They haven't always been good offensively. The defense has been suspect at times. But they've been pretty resilient for most of the year. They're going to need to respond with their best punch tomorrow. That is for sure. And they have, Elliot gives the, excuse me, Delusia gives them that energy as well. I, I, I don't think if they lose tomorrow, it'll be because, because they're shell-shocked or flat.
1: I no, don't think that would be the case. I think both teams have the guy on the mound that they want on the mound in a big game. I think Absolutely. Both teams have that guy that when he's on the mound, they believe. So should be a hell of a contest. Hey, Brian, thanks as always for the time. Really look forward to uh, talking to you tomorrow.
3: Absolutely, Neil. Have a good one.
1: Okay. Talk to you soon. Uh, It was Brian Rippey. I'm going to get Jeffrey Wright on now. Chase is writing in the press box. He's ready, but I'll get to him in a few minutes, letting him write just a little bit. Appreciate all of you being in the stream. Uh, More than 400 of you, probably would have been 1,400 of you had Jacob Gonzalez gotten a hit in that spot, but... Ole Miss in Arkansas again tomorrow, uh tomorrow afternoon, three o'clock. Winner faces Oklahoma in the championship series. Arkansas wins tonight three to two. So I'm going to uh I'm gonna get to Jeffrey here in a second and get his thoughts. I know he was watching earlier because we chatted at one point during the game. So let's
4: take a break in the podcast to give a special thanks to the Clearwater Group, the primary Sponsor of all your College World Series coverage here at rebelgrove.com. The Clearwater Group's been a, uh, a friend of the podcast, of the website, for a good bit of time, for years now. I really appreciate their support to uh, get us to Omaha and cover Ole Miss in the College World Series. The Clearwater Group's a Mississippi-based public affairs firm focused on lobbying, communications, grassroots advocacy issues, they represent a wide range of national and state businesses and associations who are involved in healthcare, gaming, engineering, education, telecommunications, finance, and a num- num- number of other industries. They have a proven track record of guiding successful client issues involving the legislature, state agencies, and local government entities. So if your business has any issues or projects being considered by state officials, partner with the Clearwater Group, Group MS to find out more from them. Really a special thanks for them. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's Johnston Hill Creamery just off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. And they've got a cheese class coming up. That's July 14th, 6 to 7.30. It's located there at their shop. It's a limited 12 people per class. So take advantage of it. Go ahead. Sign up now. It includes a uh, flower cheese press demo, a soprassata folding demo, three ways to style cheese, decorating with fruit and flowers, charcuterie board, building workshops, snacks, refreshments, even a dessert. And You take your uh, creation home when you are ready for that so space is limited go ahead give them a call that's 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com podcast also brought to you by prime shrimp prime shrimp.com use code mpw for 20 dollars off your first order with prime shrimp they have five great flavors the uh the signature blend is my favorite they also have the louisiana shrimp bowl a little spicier option that's great in their current, uh, their new, their two new latest ones. They've got the uh, garlic herb butter. You put it over pasta, veggies, rice, a great creation there for you. Also, simply shrimp. It's great for kids. Get a little more of a discerning palate. You can season it yourself. It's uh, just the shrimp. Again, restaurant quality shrimp in under 10 minutes. Ship straight to your door. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Again, that's primeshrimp.com. Podcast also brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Now you got all underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you're getting local, local underwriting and understand your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. And then the podcast is also brought to you by Northeast Spark. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, the Blaze, the 1 gig that powers the Clark Forbes Studio. I've got it at his home as well. So take advantage of Spark, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com,
2: 662-238-3159.
1: Good evening. Jeffrey, how are you? I'm well, sir. What are we talking about? Uh, the Stanley Cup. No, we're, we, let's, let's get into this. Um,
0: you don't- with the you know the battle for the NL Centrals going on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Cubs beat the pirates, man. It's the word <laughs> You got you got any goodell takes? Not today. Not today. Let's let's go here. Um All right. Hell of a game. Just your overall thoughts. We're gonna spin forward because I think mo- the focus needs to be on what's coming tomorrow. But what did you see tonight? What what sticks out to you in the moments after Arkansas's three to two win over Ole Miss? I
0: think we start with the point that you just made. That was a hell of a baseball game. Uh, that was two teams fighting really hard. And when you have a game that is a close game between two, you know, we we talked about this even after the 13-5 to game. I said I think these are two evenly matched teams. Yeah. Because you asked me, you know, like, you know, who who would you want to play? And I was like, the answer is Auburn, because I think Ole Miss is better than Auburn. And, and mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss and Arkansas are two pretty evenly matched teams, as, as we've seen thus far. And when you have a game like that, there were a couple of things that stood out to me.
1: Hey, to to your point, they've now played five times, and four of the games were decided in the final frame, really. I mean, Ole Miss blew out Arkansas on Monday night, but the other four games that they played were super close games that could have gone either way. And, you know, I'm
0: I'm not even trying. I understand people are emotional, and uh, I know there's lots of people out there that think I try to ruffle uh, y'all's feathers when I, I clearly don't. I understand the call at second base. Are we both in agreement, whatever they called, they were going to keep like, you know what I mean? Because I personally, I thought, I thought you could say he tagged his finger, but I think you could also say, hey, his fingers were extended up. And then when he was reaching for the bag, his fingers went to the bag. And I didn't think that you could clearly say the glove. Touched his finger. Absolutely.
1: And- I, th- I think if you ask me, what do you if, if the if the baseball gods came down and said we know the answer? Did he touch his finger or not? I think I would say yes, he touched his finger. Yes, if, we're in the same. If I didn't have the baseball gods and they someone said, are you one hundred percent sure that he touched his finger? My answer is no. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I'm I'm sixty percent sure, maybe seventy percent sure, but I'm not a hundred. I, I, whatever was called on the field was not going to get overturned there just wasn't clear and convincing evidence that Peyton tagged him
0: and and so i know obviously with the game finishing 3 to 2 there's going to be focus and emphasis on that and, and i acknowledge that but you know that was another ball in play and i'm not saying wood should have made that play but i mean he got a glove on it i mean you know what i mean like you could knock it down yeah. rather, rather than letting it go and then to me there's there's two plays that really stand out, and I, I'm just saying this from someone who's watched his fair share of baseball games in his life. Ground ball to the hole, Gonzalez lays out, he doesn't knock it down. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that was an easy play, but, you know, he did knock it down, and it wasn't even like it knocked off his glove, it knocked off his arm. So, he you know, he goes over the top of the baseball and then benches single... Through the left side, battles got. He made a really tough play to get into the hole. Yeah. And, and the other thing that stands out to me is neither team was great with runners in scoring position, but Olmus didn't get a runner in scoring position until the ninth inning. And Olmis with runners in scoring position, they go one for 14. And Arkansas with runners in scoring position, they go two for 15. So, in a in a tight 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 game, Arkansas made one or two more plays. I mean, John Gaddis gives you five innings and gives up only two runs. Uh, I think anyone out there in their right mind sits there and goes, "Absolutely, sign me up for that." Absolutely. But the difference is, Smith goes five innings and gives up one run. And and, and I'm not even trying to I'm not even trying to say Gaddis should have been better or. Gonzalez should have been better. I'm just trying to offer what I view as an explanation for why this game ended the way it did. I thought Arkansas was just a little bit better tonight.
1: So let's look ahead to tomorrow. It's Dylan DeLucia versus, I'm assuming, Connor Nolan. It almost has to be Connor Nolan. Um, I mean, isn't that a fireball offense if it's not? like, Shouldn't your players revolt if it's not? Yeah. I mean, I, he wanted the ball today, so he's going to want the ball tomorrow, and he's going to give it to him tomorrow. Both of those guys on short rest. Um, Nolan had a, a less stressful outing on Saturday. He, Arkansas won that game big. It was 17-2. to two. Nolan went um, sixth in the third.
0: I Six, don't know. Or he threw like 80 pitches or 79 pitches, something
1: yeah, like that. Yeah, 70-some-odd <laughs> pitches. And a lot of the pitches late in the game were not stressful because Arkansas had a big lead. Uh, Dylan Delucio went... Uh, about seven, I think, against Auburn on uh Saturday uh Saturday night. Pardon me. Those were those were more stressful because that game was not completely out of hand. He had to focus a little bit more, he had less margin for error, he threw more pitches. I think he threw a hundred some odd pitches. What do you expect from both of those guys? Obviously they're they're competitors, they're they're the aces of their respective teams, they're very good pitchers. Um both of them have had uh really strong outings throughout the course of the season. Both of them have been absolutely keys to their teams getting to this place. What do you look for both of them on on um uh, Thursday afternoon? I think it's
0: I think it's a super exciting matchup and a super exciting baseball game. And, and the biggest reason I believe that is both guys have been good but neither guy feels to me, and and, and maybe they'll, they'll prove me wrong, they'll prove Doubter wrong, neither guy feels like a major league talent. But both guys feel like really great college baseball pitchers. And yeah. the reason why I'm excited for tomorrow is that's kind of what you want in this environment. It's not necessarily the stuff guy. You kind of want the bulldog out there that is just competing because – Chances are, neither guy is gonna have his A stuff, and I mean, if if one guy has his A stuff, I think we can go ahead and just say, well, that team's, you know, that team's headed to play Oklahoma. Yep. But I think chances are neither guy is gonna have his A stuff, and you're just gonna watch guys compete, and to me, that's one of the most fun things to watch. It's not necessarily. You know, these dominant performances. It's not the the Drew Pomerantz on Monday night uh, of that. God, what year were we? I want to say maybe the 2010 regional. I think, yeah, because, yeah, Drew and I are the same age. So 2010 where, you know, Drew essentially threw like a no hitter, but like on, on short rest. But neither one of these guys in my mind is, is a Drew Pomerantz type talent. Both are, are good pitchers, but I think that's going to be fun, fun, fun to watch. And then if you're Ole Miss, I do think the one good thing about tonight is the fact that Arkansas wasted basically every left-handed arm they had in the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is the first time the Ole Miss offense looked fooled. And and I think a large portion of that, we saw why at the end of the day, why – why Dave Van Horn made the decision on Monday night to start.
1: Yeah. Morris. Yeah. It was the right decision. It just didn't work. I mean, that's that's correct.
0: Yeah. I mean, like like sometimes that's sports, but yeah, to me, the biggest problem that Ole Miss had tonight, you know, Chase, I think Chase put out a tweet, you know, sometime in like the fourth or the fifth inning saying, you know, Ole Miss is really struggling with the slider. They've, they've got to just give up on it and look for fastball. and, I wasn't even really trying to be a smart ass to him. I was literally just saying, you got to be able to identify a slider to lay off on it. Like, I don't think that they thought that they were, Hey, I don't think they went up there looking for slider. I think those guys were throwing really good sliders.
1: Yeah. When you watch the, when you watch the left-handed hitters against that slider, you realize how good the slider probably was. It's, it's on television. You're like, duh, don't swing at it. But that left hand, when it comes out of his hand and you can't identify a slider, and it breaks like that you 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 look bad when hitters look bad it tells you they're really confused.
0: Ole Miss struck out 13 times tonight, Neil, do you know how many were looking?
1: Not many. It was mostly everything was swinging.
0: Or correct, all 13
1: were swinging. Yeah. That that and that tells you that they were fooled by what's coming out of the hand. It, and then and it, then here's the other thing too and is this is for both teams. Both teams. Both teams were just victimized by a god awful umpire. That 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 was so bad behind the plate. He was so. <laughs> I assume you're not talking
0: about the second base umpire.
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking about the home plate yeah, umpire. Yeah, I mean, you just you you, you just, I thought he impacted the game for both teams. For both teams, I thought he impacted at bats. Uh, with with a strike zone that moved around, that got big, that got it, it. Just, I he was. I thought he was awful. Okay, you and I have been there though. You know
0: exactly what happened, right? Because we both <laughs> we we both have done that just horrible, horrible job. He started doing the thing of he knew he would miss one, and rather than just going, "I missed it," you know, give up on you know what I mean. Like, yeah, he, hey, there's, he, makes, he makes it up. I think these these two teams threw. Let me let me double check. I think they threw so 141 pitches for Arkansas and 145 for Ole Miss. So 286 pitches. You're not gonna hit all, you know. Two eight two eighty six. he gotta just he gotta move on and then he he kept trying to even it up and then where the real problem was then he started evening it up with different hitters like you know like he would miss one with the previous hitter then he would get one with the you know give one to the next hitter and so it created no consistency and, and you know i i understand why guys were swinging you know maybe Even if maybe they did identify slider, I understood why guys were swinging. Like, hey, in that type of zone, you you can't go down with a
1: bat on your shoulder. Like, yeah, two strikes, and you know the zone's huge. (laughs) I mean, you saw it with both teams. I I mean, it was, and there were a lot of there were a lot of at bats that I can think of. By the way, Ole Miss struck out thirteen times swinging. Arkansas struck out ten.
0: So that you know what I mean. Yeah, And, and I thought the Arkansas pitchers had more strikeout stuff than the Ole Miss pitchers did. Yeah. Or at least for you know, I mean, I don't think Gaddis. I I tip my cap to him, but
1: like I don't watch Gaddis's stuff and go, oh, that's a strikeout guy. No, he 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 uh, he enjoyed a high zone early, and he was smart enough to go to it. I thought he pitched a really smart game. He he adjusted as the game went along. I know he gave up the home run. Um, you know, he gave up a double, very first hitter oh, of the game, first, and got first out inning of it. double, and then you sit there and you go, oh man, was this was this a yeah.
0: Classic Mike, you know, Mike overthinking it. But then, man, did
1: he settle in nicely? Yeah, he was terrific. I mean, you, you got to give him a ton of credit. He he was. You got to give a ton of credit to both starters, actually. I mean, I think you go in thinking this has a chance to be a slugfest, and it was anything but because the two kids, um, Gaddis and, and Smith, were both. They were. Both, they were, they were both. Talked- yeah, they were both terrific and they just they just kind of gutted through the their outings and and they got some confidence as it went along and one's a an older kid, one's a younger kid and and they both in in that moment, they both rose to the occasion and it it made for a fun game. No, I mean, you and I talked at lunch today and you know, w- when we were talking about what
0: did we expect tonight? I think both of us kind of thought it'd be a a pretty close game, but I think both of us were leaning to a pretty close game that would score more than, you know, that would see a we thought maybe one team would end up with five runs. I don't think we thought the game would have a combined nine runs.
1: Gonna get to Chase in Omaha after this. We'll get your final thought. What do you expect tomorrow?
0: You know, I had this thought and see if you agree. And and, and this can be maybe something you, you you lead into with Chase. It felt like this was the first game that Ole Miss has played this entire postseason where it didn't feel like must win. And lo and behold, I think they had their worst performance. And I'm not saying like, oh, well, that's why they, they couldn't identify a slider. I just think this team has a different focus when their back's against the wall. And 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 then, you know, it's it's must win. And so, you know, it felt like tonight, the first time they really put together a rally and really put together an inning was the first time that they realized like the game could be over if we don't you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I that was fascinating at least to watch and maybe that was coincidence. I have always thought Ole Miss has more options to win the game than Arkansas does. And especially with Arkansas wasting not wasting, using <laughs> using up all their left handed pitching mainly out of the bullpen. I kind of like Ole Miss's chances. I I just I I don't. I know the fan base is going to feel like this is yet again, you know, the whole "We are Ole Miss" experience. I just haven't seen that out of this team. And and like even like during the year when they were losing games, I didn't feel like it was like a "We are Ole Miss" thing. Like I I think they were getting beat. And you know, I, I think there's a chance that you know they sit back and they win tomorrow, and maybe they they kick themselves for not taking care of business on Thursday, but you're on wednesday beg your pardon but that's sports i mean i i i think you and i are gonna at least have uh we'll of course have this tomorrow so we'll do our post game show while watching the draft we will not be paying attention (laughs) Uh, and then uh i think i'll talk to you on saturday and sunday at the minimum and perhaps a monday look forward to it thank you my friend all right
1: Appreciate Jeffrey for his time. Gonna get Chase on now from uh Omaha. Get him on and get his thoughts on tonight and more importantly, what's coming tomorrow? Neil. <laughs> Chase, how are you?
4: Oh I'm okay. Uh, getting a little writing done, finishing up observations to put on the site at rebelgrove.com. How's the, how's the show going?
1: Uh, we're going good. Brian was good. Jeffrey was good. I think everybody's looking forward to hearing from you. Um, I, I primarily want to spin forward, but before we do that, I think we, we owe it to look at the game. Uh, this is not the game that I anticipated. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's not the game you anticipated either.
4: No, it's really not. I mean, you look at it, there's three or four different things, and I'll try to be fairly quickly when running through them, but they did plenty on the mound. They did more than enough. John Gaddis was excellent. Had you told Mike Bianco prior to the game, you would get two runs, five innings out of John Gaddis. He would have signed somewhere in blood for that. Uh, Jack Doherty was excellent. Uh, Jack Washburn pitched probably the best game he's ever thrown in an uniform. They were They were exceptional on the mound. They did everything right for the most part from that standpoint, and it was by far enough to win. I think Mike Bianco probably is, uh, you know, if there's one thing that's most disappointing is you get that type of pitching performance, you don't win. now, even if you win, you've got to burn DeLucia, and you've just kind of screwed up that championship series that was set up so well because of what happened today. Um, So I think that's the first thing. And then number two, they just could not hit left-handers. Ole Miss has struggled with that all season. I mean, you look at it, their batting average is by far worse against lefties and, they had a terrible time today with uh, with Smith and Taylor and Morris and the whole the whole bunch there. I mean, obviously, Tiger looked like he's hit a freshman wall. He was not as good. But otherwise, Ole Miss couldn't lay off the slider. They swung at it. They were waving at everything. And, you know, the left-handers are the one that made it the most obvious. But he was getting right-handers out, too. I mean, Ole Miss has, what, four hits? And, you know, Alderman had three of them. They just could not get on it. They couldn't lay off of it. They couldn't recognize it even. It was coming out of his hand. And, I think it just was completely baffling them. So that's the thing headed into tomorrow. They're going to see Connor and Owen, I would assume, even though I don't think Van Horn actually announced that. And then, you know, it's an inning where you come down to it and it's the first time in the postseason that I feel like Mike coached in a way that did not fit the situation. You look at that ninth inning and Leatherwood for for Wood just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Wood has been really getting a lot of quality at bats. He has a guy that. His numbers aren't there, but he's played really well in the postseason. He takes a lot of pitches. You had Tiger, who was really scuffling there. Wood's a pinch hitter. I don't think there was any guarantee they would have gone to Morris had had he stayed in the game. I think he might, that Tiger might have pitched to Wood. You've got a whole different outcome. Instead, he goes to Leatherwood, who hasn't even played in Ole Miss's last five games. He's hitting 161 against left-handers this season. His OPS against left-handers is under six. I think he struck out 13 times and 32 at bats against left handers. It was just a really bad matchup for Ole Miss right there when you have the bases loaded, you have nobody out, you just need a ball and play at that point. That was a deflating at bat. McCants does at least put it in play, but he pops up that turns into an out, and he's a guy that's only in the game at that point because of a pinch hitter earlier with Ben Van Cleve. That was completely playing by the numbers at that point. Uh, Mike took Calvin Harris out of the game. Calvin was hitting under 200 against lefties. Van Cleve hitting 276 on the year against left-handers. He was playing stats there, but Harris again, it's giving you really good at bats. It was a time where feel to me made a little bit more sense. It wasn't like there was guys all over the bases for Van Cleve. He strikes out in that at bat. It just. It just kind of unraveled there in a lot of ways for Ole Miss in, in, in ways that I think there was some overmanaging. There was things that didn't make a lot of sense in that night. And then bench extends it. And Jacob Gonzalez, I don't know if he doesn't look healthy. I don't know if he doesn't look comfortable. His stance is different. His load is different. There's so many things. You know, he's I think he's like 3 for 12 in the, in the college world series. He's not terrible. He's had some hits. But he doesn't look right, and he doesn't look like an All-American. He had a good line drive. I mean, he just didn't get down. But the bigger thing for Ole Miss is he just doesn't look really good at the plate right now.
1: He's not giving him anything. Elko's not giving him anything. I know he hit the two run bomb that that went five hundred feet or whatever, but neither of them had very productive at bats tonight at all.
4: No, they're just, I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's a left-handed conundrum right now for Ole Miss. The right-handers aren't hitting him because they're the ones, look, you're, you're expecting some of this from lefties at times. But, you know, Gonzalez is supposed to hit everybody. The is supposed to run into one occasionally. I mean, I think in some ways they're, they're getting a little bit of a reprieve tomorrow. You know, if Delosha is good, I know you, you we're spinning back and forth and everywhere, but at least with Nolan, you have a guy that I think they set up better for. He's on four days rest. He's not going to be perfect. Gonzalez has got to hit. You know, I mean, it's that deal with that top of that order. Alderman's given them a ton. I think that they've still gotten much better at bats out of Chatagnier than he's gotten credit for for most of the day. Dunhurst has has really scuffled. For them to win the game, tomorrow, Gonzalez is going to have to hit. Helco's going to hit. I and mean, then Graham's got to at least do a little more. Uh, he, he's, he's not doing a ton. They're they're struggling so much two three four that even when Alderman has a three-hit today, it just doesn't amount to anything. I mean, I think Ole Miss had base runners in, what, all but two innings or something like that, and they scored two runs. I yeah. mean, it's almost kind of unfathomable when you look at the whole picture of, uh, you know, inning by inning, if
1: you will. Let's talk about tomorrow. This will be the Thursday morning Oxford Exxon podcast. People getting up to – who can't stomach watching this tonight will get up and listen to it tomorrow. (laughs) I get it. Um, It's the guy that I think if you told both teams, hey, you get one guy on the mound in a game that means so much, who do you want? I think Ole Miss would say Dylan Delucia. I think Arkansas would say Connor Nolan. They're both going on short rest. Nolan had a less stressful outing on Saturday than Delusia did. Delusia's wasn't heavily stressful, but he threw more pitches, more stressful pitches. You've seen Dylan work. He's been okay at times on uh, on short rest. He's been good at times on short rest. What do you expect from him in terms of how sharp he'll be tomorrow afternoon?
4: Yeah, I think it's a challenge somewhat for him tomorrow because, you know, Dylan Delusia is absolutely excellent when he has six days to rest and he's starting the game and everything is kind of emotional. The one time that's not the case, obviously, was in Baton Rouge. When he came back, he went deep after the 19-hour rain delay or whatever that was that day. But for the most part, he sort of needs a set, set routine. So this is going to be one for him that – you, you look at the slider early. You know, when, when he's on short rest or he starts getting tired or something's different, and frankly, even out of the bullpen when he didn't have the complete normal way to get ready for games, the slider flattened out a little bit. And if the slider flattens out a little bit, he's very hittable. He's, he's susceptible. So I think early on, we'll know a lot about Dylan delusia I think we'll see whether he can uh, he can give him some innings. Because look, he has a rubber arm. I mean, he's a guy that's going to be able to pitch. He, he's in no danger of being in trouble from a fitness or a health standpoint or anything like that tomorrow. But... The fastball will be effective. He'll spot it. I don't think that's really isn't the thing. It's not gonna necessarily flatten out, but if that slider's gotta be good. The slider is what makes Dylan Delusia go because he can throw it in the strike zone for strikes. He can throw it in the wipeout pitch for swing and miss. So he can do so many different things with it. That that's gotta be good. We'll see that in the first two, three innings, something like that. I would assume that, you know, if you really brought night to it, he'd hope that he can get, you know, five, six out of him somewhere in there, and then you wanna turn it over to Mallets and Johnson and let that sort of be the recipe if you're going to win this game tomorrow. But for Ole Miss, it's about early runs. It's about shaking this thing off mentally. We didn't see the whole team today, but we saw Peyton Chatagnier, Um, We saw Kemp Alderman. They were struggling. They were emotional. Peyton, a couple times, had to kind of gather himself. It looked like maybe he had – I mean, if not shed some tears, it's been a little emotional there at the, uh, at the end of the game. It's sure. the first time Ole Miss has had adversity in the NCAA tournament, at least. since their first loss there. But as Peyton said, they played – basically a month and a bunch of must-win games. So they've been here before. They understand it. This is not something that's going to be a shock to them. But the next few hours of a flush, as cliche as it is, I think it's pretty critical for Ole Miss because Arkansas is going to feel relieved. They were right there on the ropes. There's an All-American at the plate where if he gets a base hit, your season's over. They probably have a little more oxygen in them. So Ole Miss yeah. hitting Nolan early for me is the key tomorrow. I think Delucia will be at least okay. He's going to keep Ole Miss in the game. It's can they get on Nolan? Can they get some doubt in him? You know, you look at Arkansas, they burned all their left-handers tonight. Their bullpen's not very good. It's susceptible. Ole Miss has just got a hit tomorrow. They don't necessarily have to score 15 runs to win a baseball game, but they need some early stuff to get some momentum, kind of get all this out of their, their, their you know, kind of out of their bodies a little bit. And if they do that, I think they've got a pretty good shot. But, you know, if you let Nolan put up two, three zeros, suddenly maybe you're fighting a little bit of an uphill battle.
1: Yeah, I agree completely with everything you just said. You know, the advantage from a bullpen standpoint is clearly Ole Miss. It's not even close. Arkansas, you figure, can get probably one out of Morris. He's kind of got a rubber arm. To his, I said this with Jeffrey. To his credit, I mean, he bounced back from an awful outing on Monday and, 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 and had a, a huge outing tonight. He probably could give you one. Um, they probably could go to McIntyre for one uh i don't know that you can trust brady tiger at this point if you're them uh he looked awful i I don't know that you can you might he can't
4: put the ball the strike zone and when he does it's flat he is complete he needs a rest he's the guy who needs to take the summer off right now yeah he,
1: he he looks done i don't think you can go to him so i think you're handing the ball to connor nolan going we need seven which is a hell of an ask unless they get a big lead at which point he can just kind of pound the strike zone because that's what he's good at um yeah, the early part of the game, I think, will speak volumes to where we where we are because to start the game, Arkansas very clearly has a psychological advantage after coming out of the loser's bracket, beating Auburn, and now beating Ole Miss and forcing uh, Ole Miss's backs against the wall. So who's the who's the home team? How does that get determined tomorrow?
4: Arkansas is the home team tomorrow. I have no idea if it's because of fewer home games or a coin flip or what. I didn't get that much detail, but we were told right, right there at the end that Arkansas is the uh, – Is the home team. Look, Ole Miss has got to win a game. You win a game and you just want a chance. And you throw, throw. you know, if you win it, you're going to throw Hunter Elliott out there on Saturday, hope for the best, and try to get ahead of Oklahoma. But I do think it's at least worth mentioning that's the other part of this, is even if you get through it tomorrow. You just set your rotation in a scramble mode versus being set up so well had they won. I mean, the goal of this tournament is to win the national championship. It's not to finish second or third or fourth or whatever they end up inside this Final Four. And that was also the key blow today because with Delusia probably having to go fairly deep in the game tomorrow, you're talking about not even being full rest for a Monday. It it, it sets back old you know Ole Miss and Arkansas both because no one's doing the same thing. I mean, Oklahoma's sitting here, and they uh, they're in a hell of an advantage heading into Saturday.
1: Oh, Oklahoma's the big winner tonight. There's no question. Tell me whether – I asked this of Brian. I want your thoughts. This is, for me, the, the, what has to be the, the punch to the gut for Ole Miss tonight is that we talked about Achilles' heels all week, right? On Monday, Arkansas's Achilles' heel came up and bit them in the ass. Ole Miss kind of faced that obstacle today. And from a pitching standpoint, they got over the hurdle and yet they couldn't score enough runs to make it work, that's got to be what's got to kill you. I would have rather, had I been Ole Miss tonight, I would have rather lost 11-2 to two than lose like this.
4: Look, it's a yes and no. Uh, in, in a way, yes, because it was just right there. You're going to go to bed tonight, and you're going to be freaked out, and you're going to be upset. You're going to go, hey, we were one hit away. We were just any kind of early runs. We were our offense being... Just decent, because look, I mean, Arkansas had some had, had some pretty good pitching tonight, but Ole Miss helped. They swung in a lot of pitches out of the strike zone. Yeah. They couldn't hit the fastball early, which would have stopped the breaking ball for me and CNN. I mean, it's cliche in baseball, but how do you hit a breaking ball? You don't. You hit the fastball, and Ole Miss didn't do that. They couldn't get on left-handed fastballs that should have been hit. Instead, they were getting thrown by them. They were they were getting elevated in the zone, and they couldn't punish it. I mean, it was it was a bad night offensively for Ole Miss. They were they were kind of awful for the most part. You know, Kemp was great, but otherwise they just got nothing. So you're going to go to bed worried about that. But here's the deal. You got over the Achilles heel from – John Gaddis has a lot of confidence right now. He threw really well. So who's to say if he has to run out there on a a, a championship series on a Saturday or Sunday or Monday – Maybe that Achilles heel isn't completely gone and maybe you're still gonna stare at it a little bit. Yeah. But I do think if you could find a way to win tomorrow, it actually becomes a salve because suddenly you've got some confidence in another guy. Yeah. You've got confidence in Washburn. You know, you're looking up and going, Hey, I know we had to burn Delucia, but hey, we got a shot here. It's okay. We're gonna get two from him. And Darty was and terrific. Him, and I mean, it's gonna be kind of all
1: right. Yeah, Jack Darty was terrific. I mean, Arkansas had the bases loaded, one out one hit away from kind of blowing the thing open and, and two huge strikeouts. By the way, I hate – you and I talk about this all the time. That inning is why I hate bunts. Hate them with a passion. The Bob Moore bunt, you take the bat out of a good hitter's hand and you know that – and by doing it, you take the bat out of two good hitter's hands because they're going to walk battles. And then they get the strikeout of Slavens, they get the strikeout of Diggs, and they get out of the inning, which was huge for Ole Miss. And – I mean, credit to Doherty, but I hate bunting there. Hate it.
4: Yeah, I didn't like the bunt. Credit to him, and then I, I, I kind of beat him up a little in the beginning. Credit to Mike for loading there and going to Slavin's because it also would have been easy to go, hey, he's already hit one to the moon. We're walking a guy who's the worst hitter to face the best hitter. I, I know it looks like an easy decision, but in the moment, that's not necessarily an easy decision. It would have been good. to You could have easily managed scared there instead, and they, they loaded him up, trusted Doherty to throw strikes, and he got it done. So that was – that was the one that worked out for Ole Miss, at least give him a chance because they get to four to one, five to one, it changes the whole complexion of even having an opportunity there in the night. But no, look, I mean it's it's a huge, huge, huge missed opportunity. I mean it's, it's impossible to really quantify that or even put it into words. Where, what Ole Miss was right there on the cusp of with just with just one hit, with some better at bats, frankly, you didn't even need a hit that entire time through. So it, that was a uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one to swallow for Ole Miss and. They don't have long. Again, it's moved up to 3 o'clock tomorrow because of only the one game. Oklahoma also got that extra day of rest. So, I mean, not only were they completely ready, but, I mean, they can do whatever they want to with pitching headed into the weekend.
1: Any idea who the home plate umpire is tomorrow?
4: I can look and tell you, but I don't know. I do know that Perry Costello is not one of them, so that is a win for Ole mess at least.
1: So the guy, tonight was, but no, I, the guy tonight was awful for both teams. He was awful. And that that He was – it, it, I, there have been several games where I thought the umpiring was really good. Tonight was just abysmal.
4: We had some views. We didn't have them all. What did y'all see on the replay? It looked like he might have
1: brushed him. You talking about the play at the play at second base?
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah.
1: I, Jeffrey and I both talked about this. I think Brian and I talked about it too. Yes. I think he Peyton tagged his finger. But if you asked me, gun to my head, am I one hundred percent sure? Or no. I after watching all the replays, I anticipated that whatever was called on the on the field was going to be upheld. It was it just there was no there was no replay that was one one hundred percent convincing.
4: And I know Gonzalez though, but I mean that was such a tough inning for Ole Miss right there because you're talking about a situation where. A ball doesn't, you know, it bounces off infielders three straight times, or at least the infielders touch the ball. Instead, they get three straight base runners off of it. I mean, it was just sort of those chaotic innings that went completely against the rebels in that in that half frame.
1: Um, next time you and I talk, this will be over. Um, your your gut feeling on on what happens tomorrow.
4: I think Ole Miss is set up better. I think if they can just kind of get over it, it's, it's going to be a mental hurdle for Ole Miss. And it's a different mental hurdle, too. I know Peyton talked about it. Mike talked about it, that, hey, we've been here. We've done this. And I think you're trying to convince yourself a little bit, because you have, but you haven't played it where it's this tangible. You know what I mean, yeah. Like Because you've done it. You go, hey, we really need to win this game. It's very important. We know we got to get to 14 and 16. But you sort of, in the back of your mind, go, well, but, hey, there could be a miracle. There's no miracle. You just got to win a baseball game tomorrow. Now, look, Arkansas in the same situation. They did it today. That helps a little for the going into tomorrow. But to me, it's about Ole Miss just kind of executing. I think they're in better shape. I think they match up better with Nolan on short rest, better than any other option they could face tomorrow. So as long as Delusha's slider is sharp enough, that's the key. Look, if it's not, then this thing is going to be chasing its tail the whole nine innings, and you're hoping for a slugfest and a shootout and just find a way to win it. But if Delusha is close to 100%, they match up pretty well tomorrow. I think it's all about their at-bats. It's about Gonzalez and Elko not freaking out. I thought there was some pressing in the top half of the order a little bit today. This is a mental challenge for Ole Miss. If they are able to get over that, if they're able to kind of move past it and accomplish it from that standpoint, they're going to win a baseball game. But if they don't, they're just going to it's going to be one of those that just keeps eating at you because you, you had it right there on your racket and couldn't get it in play.
1: People want to know whether they're going to change uniforms tomorrow.
4: I would assume so, if you made me guess, they were a powder tomorrow, but it's strictly a guess
1: um anything else you want to talk about before we go? Uh,
4: you know, I don't know um, it's that deal where you know like, like I said, I mean we we, we, we kind of hit it uh, is if they can get to the weekend, I give them more chance I, I think I should clarify that a little bit, you know, because I told you this morning I thought they won or lost the national championship tonight. And I'm not just backtracking out of this because they still have a game to get there and I'm giving up on them or anything like that. It's not because of that. But the way they pitched I do think requires some extra emphasis here because Washburn hasn't thrown in a while. He really, frankly, hasn't thrown much since he hurt his hamstring in the middle of the season. That was pretty dominant at times tonight. That curveball has been pretty good all year. And if you're able to get that type of effort out of Gattis, that type of effort out of, out of Washburn, it does sort of reset those expectations. I think that, that, that's of note. Like you said, it's not about second, third, fourth, whatever. There's going to be a new lease on life if they can find a way past Arkansas tomorrow. It had it gone differently tonight, and you had done some different things, that wouldn't have been the case. You know, I think you would have said, "Hey, yeah, sure, we got there," but there would be almost kind of a goal in getting there at that point, just because of the way your pitching was shaking up. But
1: yeah, you know what? So, I agree. With I agree with you completely. Because I I'll tell you, we we joke about Dubuque all the time. You know, over the years, if you're the guy in Dubuque tonight, you're watching that game, and you're like, "Man, what a game!" And the other thing you think if you're the guy in Dubuque tonight is you go, boy, those are two proud programs just spilling their guts out, right? I'm not, I know Oklahoma looks like the better team right now out of all these three because they've cruised through a different bracket. I'm not counting out the winner of tomorrow's game at all Saturday, Sunday, Monday. These are two. I'm listening to what people want to hear today, but I've covered this league for a long time, Chase. And. What you saw tonight was two really proud programs. I mean, we talked about it this morning. I think, On Wednesday morning, I think, I said, hey, you know, Arkansas is not going to roll over. That's just not who they are. You don't win all those games year after year after year by being soft. They're they're anything but soft. And Ole Miss is the same way. I, I just think you saw two kind of titans just empty their guts out, and they'll do it again tomorrow. But they get Friday off, and whoever wins is going to get – new life, and I won't be surprised if whoever wins tomorrow's game finds a way to win the series.
4: Oklahoma Oklahoma hasn't been pushed yet, and one of these two teams who wish everyone wins, they're going to push Oklahoma for sure. I mean, Oklahoma is very, very hot. There's no doubt about that, but it's almost kind of, you know, other than Virginia Tech beating them in in day two, you know, Florida pushed them in the regional, but it's a different push here. It's It's a little bit of a different thing, and they've sort of had that lightning in the bottle. They'll have to face it. They've got to get over whatever their thing is. I mean, they're not infallible. They're not some perfect team by any stretch of imagination. So as I'm saying, no, I think it sets up okay. I think both sides can look at it and go, hey, we survived a really freaking good baseball program, whether it be Ole Miss or Arkansas looking at each other in the mirror. And they go into Saturday and go, hey, it's just two out of three series. We've played a lot of those in the SEC. When you look up and the SEC West was so dominant, they were all over the college world series. They're not going to be intimidated by Oklahoma. It's going to be all right. So, you know, look. First things first. One of them's got to get past the other one tomorrow, and it's going to flip. I mean, you said Arkansas's not going to lay down. Ole Miss isn't tomorrow. They're for going to sure. show up. Ole Miss will have a lead in that game at some point tomorrow. For sure. It's not going to be a. It's not going to be a coronation for the Razorbacks.
1: No, no, oh, absolutely not. No, they've played five times now, and four of the games have been razor razor thin. And and do the math. I think this one will be too. I I anticipate another absolute nail biter. I don't think either team. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't think either team tomorrow can run away from the other just my feeling
4: no yeah it feels like it's two or less going into the eighth and you see who has the two better innings to close it out
1: chase as always thanks for the time look forward to uh to talking to you tomorrow
4: all right sounds good yes
1: that was chase parham uh live from omaha he's been there for uh almost a week now appreciate his contributions to the show um let's see not as many of you here tonight. This again. This will be the uh, this will be the Thursday morning Oxford Exxon podcast. For those who are just joining, Ole Miss and Arkansas uh, tonight. Arkansas wins three to two. They will play tomorrow at three p.m. That game on ESPN two. The winner will face Oklahoma in a championship series starting on Saturday. Oklahoma defeats Texas a And M today to cruise through uh, bracket number one. I think is what they call it. Oklahoma wins its bracket. Three games, three wins in a row, and so they are. Um, they're in the catbird seat today. They would love nothing more than for Ole Miss and Arkansas to play like twenty innings. Um, <laughs> they'd like them both to play about twenty twenty-one innings tomorrow, wear each other completely out, and uh, and go from there. Um, I'll open up the phone lines for a minute. Not going to stay super long tonight because we're going to be doing this again tomorrow evening. But uh, I'll I'll do it for a minute. Six six two two five nine zero nine nine one is the number. Wait, I gotta get that. I gotta get that off there. There we go. And uh, all right, so here's the number six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. Okay, there we go. have been to open Skype. I think I have fixed the echo. I'm not 100% positive. I'm like 80% positive that I've fixed the echo problem. So we'll find out in a minute. Clearly don't have a FaceTime audio issue, but I had a Skype issue after the show on uh Monday night. I spent some time, so we're about to find out whether whether it got fixed or not. Hey, who do we have? Hey, was John from Auction. Hey, John, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good.
2: Yeah, just my couple takes. When five came out to the mound and really got in, can I cuss? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) When five got into that ass out there on the mound tonight, that was a a different five than we've seen for a lot of the year this year. And uh, a lot of people agree with me on that. And yeah, I know there were some changes throughout the game, but I think it was a really, really well played game, and it played out just like. Kudos to you and Chase, man. You you nailed that. I, I tweeted it earlier, and I'm not a big tweeter or whatever. I have been more so here lately than than any time, especially during these games. But man, when you you hit the nail on the head when you said that run into the wall. Uh, on the podcast today, running the wall and back up, and either you're going to run in and fall flat on your face, basically, or you're going to find a way to get over the wall. And uh, you nailed that. And we've got to find a way to get over the wall.
1: Well, they kinda, line. they kind of yeah. did get over the wall, though. That's that's what's got to be frustrating. Is the thing that that bothered <laughs> them. They got past it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they Pitching they they great. They, they pitched well. They, they didn't everything.
2: Hit. Y'all said. Y'all said. What y'all say? You sell sell your soul to the devil, and you get four two two one. That almost played out exactly like you said today on the podcast. Four two two one. I was like, Holy geez, <laughs> this is like y'all wrote the script for the entire game, <laughs> and it was almost played out exactly to what it would have. You know, a couple balls get down. It's not we're, we're talking a whole different story. You got like you said, fifteen hundred people tonight, than than five hundred. So, uh, just kudos to y'all. I mean, y'all, y'all do it. Football, baseball, you know, some basketball. But I man, y'all, y'all stay top of it, and I'm, I appreciate y'all. and appreciate what you do. And uh, hey, let's go get them tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one game. Uh, you get a shot to uh, yeah. to make it go away tomorrow. And like I said, you know, I mean. I'm almost hesitant to do anything because after the, the, some of the calls the other night, but you, you knew that Arkansas wasn't going to – you knew oh, that that's, no. that's a proud program. They've won 45 – they're the only yeah. program in the country that's won 45 games five years in a row. You, you knew they were going to show up tonight, and they did. And no doubt. Give credit to their guys no too. Their, their, their kids, with the exception of Tiger, their guys pitched well also. It was, a, it was just a hell of a game.
2: It was, and I, I got into a not a spat with a buddy of mine on Facebook, just commenting, and he's like, these refs making it one side. I was like, come on, man, take your blinders off. This dude has been calling both sides, giving six, seven, eight inches on both sides, calling yeah, ball strikes, whatever. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, Take your blinders off. This is a great baseball game. You're an Arkansas fan. I'm an Ole Miss fan. We've known each other all of our lives. Like, take your head out of your rear end and just accept the fact that this is a good ball game. Yeah, that one call, yes, I understand that one situation, but my deal with that, don't put yourself in that situation. You do better in the innings before, and that will determine the outcome, not relying on one man, one at bat. That, that's my whole deal, and it was a great game. It was, it was the best game by far. What's the over, under, been 13 runs scored every game until tonight, pretty much. Yeah. So, it was a great game and let's go get it tomorrow hotty-totty go reps appreciate y'all
1: appreciate the call John uh Colorado just yep. gets a, Colorado just got a goal in overtime. They win three to two, <laughs> speaking of three to two games that was a that was a hell of a game right there thanks John That was a hell of a game right there. Uh, Colorado takes a commanding three games to one lead in the Stanley Cup final. I know probably not too many people are following that. Uh, we were watching that in our house tonight in addition to the uh, the Ole Miss Arkansas games, hell of a hell of a hockey game as well. If you were just sitting around watching sports tonight, you got your you got your money's worth. Six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. If anybody would like to call, there's the number. Worked on the um, ooh, what's that? Worked on the um, echo. Some some of you said it's a little better. I don't know. I'll try again. I'll try again tomorrow a little bit and see if I can't figure it out, but I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I know it's there. There's nothing I can do about it. I, I've had people I'm gonna be honest here, I've had people say, What are you gonna do about it? The truth is, um, you know, we're not I'm not gonna be hosting the the, the football postgame show in the fall. Chase is uh, I'm gonna be going to the games. So it's kind of, at this point, it's pretty silly to invest a ton of money into call screening software and a call screener and, and all of that stuff. I'd have to remodel this room of my house, which is would be a silly thing to do. So I might have to do, in, try a new software program or something like that. I, I don't know what else to do. Uh, again, Ole Miss uh, loses tonight 3-2. to two. They'll play tomorrow at 3 Um. Against Arkansas, winner will advance to play Oklahoma, who defeated Texas A&M 5-1 to earlier uh, earlier today. Now uh, Oklahoma advances to the uh, College World Series final. Texas A&M season ends with its loss to, um, to the Sooners. So we're going to have a soon-to-be SEC versus SEC College World Series, which should surprise absolutely nobody. That starts on Saturday evening. Uh, they also play on Sunday afternoon, and then if there's, it's, if it's necessary, a Monday night championship game. All right, I'll uh, I'll leave these open just for a minute or two. If anybody's got any calls or got anything in the thread, I know it's not the game that people wanted. That's a uh, that's a tough loss for fans too. Fans have to flush it and get ready for uh, get ready for tomorrow. Baker's Chubb says, Neil, do you expect Delucia to be flat and leave a lot of sliders up? I just don't know. I don't. You never know what it's just a number of things, right? I mean, Deluce is a hell of a competitor, and his last outing on short rest against Vanderbilt, he was pretty good. He had a couple other outings earlier in the year where he was on a, a day shorter rest, where he and maybe it was a little dead arm, uh, maybe it was, um, maybe it was, you know, just. Wasn't sharp that day. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, I don't know what to expect from Connor Nolan on the other side, who has the pressure on his, on his shoulders to go deeper in the game than delusia has to go. Again, excuse me. It's it's advantage Ole Miss from a bullpen standpoint. There's no question about that. Ole Miss can go to Josh Mallets, who's rested. Ole Miss can go to Brandon Johnson, who's rested. If you're Arkansas. Who's available in your bullpen that you really trust? Um, I think they could go back to Zach Morris for an inning. I think they probably could go to Will McIntyre for an inning. Um, probably can't go to Taylor. I think they could go to Zebulon Vermillion for an inning. After tonight, I don't think you can trust Brady Tigert, who's been a huge part of their bullpen over the course of the season. I mean, it's advantage Ole Miss across the board as long as Delucia can get you through those early innings. Because if you're Ole Miss on the other side, you used Washburn tonight, you used Dar- Darty tonight, um, you used some arms. And so as long as Delucia can get you through about five innings, I think it's advantage Ole Miss. It's the early portion of the game that you wonder about. If Delusha's not sharp, if he's if his slider's flat, if Arkansas's hitting him hard, and you have to get him out of the game, it's who do you go to at that point? How early do you go to Josh Mallett's? How far can Mallet's go? How early do you go to Brandon Johnson? How far can he go? And then, you know, it's the part that you don't want to think about, but if you burn a bunch of arms in the um in the if you burn a bunch of arms on Thursday, what does that leave you for Saturday? How how depleted are you going up against what will be a completely rested, completely fresh um, Oklahoma team if you get to that place? And Arkansas is in the same boat. That's why tonight, the big winner. I mean, if you want to – who who won tonight? Oklahoma won tonight. Oklahoma won twice today. They, they not only beat Texas A&M, but they got the exact outing that they wanted. In the nightcap, they they were Oklahoma was big Arkansas fans today. They wanted Arkansas to win. They wanted Ole Miss and Arkansas to have to play again tomorrow, and they got their wish. Hey, who do we have? Okay, all right, uh, kind of last call here. It's been. We'll be back tomorrow, by the way, Ole Miss and and uh, Arkansas at three. So assuming about a 6.30 finish, I'll, uh, I'll fire up a post-game show. We'll we'll do it again and um, go from there and um, see what happens. Again, this will be the um, Thursday Oxford Exxon podcast. I'll get this file to chase. We'll load our ads and all that stuff into it. Again, don't forget our thanks to College Corner for making this show possible throughout this week. It's collegecornerstore.com. They've been great to us. Please be, uh, please be great to them as well. If you're ordering your Ole Miss gear, go to collegecornerstore.com. Let them know that you appreciate them hosting this. Also, a big thanks to Corinth Dental, the Clearwater Group, for uh, making our coverage in uh, Omaha uh, possible. And um, we'll be back tomorrow night after Ole Miss and Arkansas. It's a winner take all game at this point. Both teams, have, um, both teams have won a game. Both teams have uh, lost a game against each other. It's the final, it's like basically a three-game series. It's the rubber match tomorrow. All right, here's the last call. We'll take one last call and see what happens. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil, it's vibing right up. Hey, Vibin, What's up, man?
5: Not much, man. Rough night. Yeah. Rough night. I honestly... I misread what y'all were doing tonight. I didn't know y'all were doing a calling show. But uh so you've probably said it. What did you think uh Bianco's substitutions there towards the end of a game?
1: Chase was more critical of it than I was. Um I, I thought he was fine. I actually thought he he managed a better game than Dave Van Horn did. Um You know the end of the day it's it's the ninth inning and you've got um You've got Justin Bench and, and, and Jacob Gonzalez at the plate, bases loaded with the with the the game on the base pass. You either get it done or you don't, and and they didn't. Um, you know, especially in the eighth when Arkansas had the bases loaded with one out, and and Jack Doherty gets the two strikeouts, gives you this extra life, you know, because if either one of those guys, I mean, that,
5: yeah, you were right there.
1: Yeah, if Slavens gets a hit there or if Diggs gets a hit there, the game's basically over. And instead you got an opportunity and sure enough, you load the bases with nobody out and you only score one run. I mean that's it's hard to pin that it's hard for me to pin that on the coach.
5: It, yeah. I I I wasn't a big fan of the substitutions there at the end, but at the same time. At that point in the game, man, people are trying to do the "well, that's being go for you." I'm like, guys, that's. I mean, look, you're in the Final Four of the College War Series.
1: Exactly, you know I mean? man. Like, that's yeah, exactly. That's disingenuous to me, right? I mean, you can't, you can't go, hey, this, this guy. You know, managed a hell of a, a, a regional in Coral Gables, and he managed a hell, hell of a super regional in Hattiesburg, and they they beat they beat up Auburn and, and blew out Arkansas to get to tonight. I, I mean, if you you I'm not I'm talking to you, Vibin, because I know you're you're a level headed guy. I mean, like, we've been saying this: if you thought Arkansas was just going to roll over and play dead tonight, you've not followed college baseball. Um, you knew they were going to show up and play, and they did, and both teams did. I, I said this to Chase a minute ago. It was. That deal where you watched two really proud programs. I know the fan bases hate each other and stuff. I get that. The two dugouts respect the hell out of each other.
5: They, they, oh no doubt.
1: They I mean, knew you're what
5: talking was talking about Van Horn and Bianco coached at those schools for what a combined 20, 40 something years. Yeah,
1: forty. Like, I mean, forty years or some odd. I mean yeah. I mean you you knew what was coming in that game tonight. You knew those two teams were going to empty the tanks. And they did, and and both teams got big outings from people that they don't normally get big outings from, and you got that game, and you know, and you're gonna get it again tomorrow. That's the truth. And and to what's interesting, so that's that's to me, it's all about what's gonna happen tomorrow, because both teams are gonna go to bed tired tonight. They're gonna wake up tomorrow, probably after not sleeping tremendously well, and they're gonna get up and and go at each other's throats again tomorrow and one's gonna win and one's gonna lose and I think it's gonna be one hell of a game and you know you're gonna get Delucia and Nolan, two guys that are absolute bulldogs on the mound and you know I'll be curious to see how sharp either of them are. They're both gonna compete their asses off.
5: Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be a dog fight. I mean honestly I was frustrated with how they have Approach the plate tonight obviously because I think they could have I think they could have knocked what, what's his name god I've had so many damn vodka drinks tonight I don't even remember his name I think they could have knocked the starter for Arkansas on the plate in the fourth or fifth yeah. inning and I just don't think they were patient enough but at the same time I get it because
1: that's you know, it was a big, you know, was it was pretty, a vibe, and it was a big was, zone, though. It was a big zone, and you see both teams. It was, both it was. teams kind of wailing away. Like Jeffrey pointed out, that Ole Miss struck out swinging thirteen times. Arkansas struck out swinging ten times. That is a lot of swing and miss, which tells you a couple of things: that guys are up there thinking that the zone is massive, and it also tells you that both pitchers were nasty.
5: Yeah, yeah, and uh, look, I mean, I'm sure it's been set yeah, in the call and people that have called in before. If you would have told me how many innings did Gaddis get you five or four yeah, or five. Bo- both
1: starters I mean, went five innings. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Both starters were both I starters mean, answered the bell big time.
5: Yeah, no doubt. Now, look, I think we're gonna win tomorrow. I do. I think we're in a better pitching situation than Arkansas is. For sure. But I think I even posted this on the message board tonight. I'm not even you know, obviously I'm concerned about the game tomorrow because it's win or go home. But I'm more concerned about, okay, if they use Delucia, you have to pull a horseshoe out of your ass, I feel like, in game two
1: for the final. Yeah.
5: Because I don't think Ole Miss can win a game three against Oklahoma right now. I just don't.
1: Well, game three would be Delucia.
5: Yeah, on how many days rest? What, three?
1: He'd be, let's see, tomorrow's Thursday. That game will be a Monday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it's really short rest. I mean, for both – I mean, like again, we've been saying this all along. The theme tonight, who's the winner today? Oklahoma.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I do want to say one thing, and then I'll hang out. Look, man, I'm not even trying to go on a rant on my own fan base here, but this whole we are Ole Miss thing for this,
1: Yes, I'm mean, on. Amen. It's, you got to stop. Amen.
5: Look, and look, I mean, I've been pretty consistent with this on my posting ever since Black Monday in 2018. I'm not a pro Bianco person by any means, but We're Ole Miss is doing what happened in 2018. When you pull a miraculous postseason run out of your ass and then you just run up against another SEC team that is a complete, total bulldog. And you just don't have it one night, that's not we are old miss. Four and twenty five is we are old miss.
1: Yeah, Vibin You know what I'm saying? Vibe I, and there are three teams in the country that have a chance to win the national championship. Three. Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. Nobody else has a chance. When you're at that it, yeah, when you're at it, that it, point, when you're at that point, come on.
5: It, yeah, that's just honestly. And, and look, I, I Arkansas to me, they've become one of my most bitter rivals when it comes to other SEC schools. But I mean, this is this is one of those nights I was pissed off, but it wasn't like I was like, oh, you know, oh, we shouldn't have lost that game. Like, dude, it was win or go home for them. You were getting their best shot. That's not a we are oldness thing by no, any stretch of the imagination. I
1: couldn't agree more. You knew it, again. At the risk of people getting pissed off like you said it's it's a proud that's a proud program he's got a culture there that he's built over the course of two decades in much the same way that mike has and you knew you knew they were going to show up you knew they even were more, you I, knew I, they I, were going answer to the you, bell
5: even more so how many games in a row have they won like 45 games they're the only how program they're, they're the only in
1: program in the country the only one in the country that has won 45 games or more in a, a, every season for the last five you knew they were. were you knew they were answering the bell. Yeah, yeah, you you knew they were gonna. They were. They were. They were gonna get up off the stool and answer the bell. You knew they were, and they did, and and they'll do it tomorrow. And so will Ole Miss. And I agree with you completely. It's advantage Ole Miss tomorrow as long as Delucia can be sharp early.
5: I I think he is. It, It's gonna be fascinating. Um Thank God the game starts at three. I'm going to kind of be at work, but not be at work that last <laughs> hour. And yeah. I'm going straight to the bars. But, uh whew, yeah, tomorrow's game. I still think they win, but the big concern for me is I, I'm not going to doubt Hunter Elliott on the mound. I think they would win game one if they play Saturday night against Oklahoma. It's just can they somehow luck out in game two and if they can't, do they have enough in game three? That's my
1: biggest concern. I still think they're gonna pitched, win tomorrow. Hunter pitched Monday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, he could he could go Saturday. You could you could even play with the idea of giving him one extra day and nah you you because you, you used everybody that would No,
5: pitch. I don't even think you can do that. I think you gotta start in the first game.
1: Yeah, you gotta start him, him and then opinion, you now. start him and then I think you you go back to um you go back to kind of a committee approach, like they did today, with um, you know starting with Gaddis in Game Two. I think you, like Chase said, that's the one positive thing that came out of this is you know going into the day it was like, ah, oh, does Ole Miss have the pitching? Well, they did have the pitching. I mean, between Gaddis oh, and, no and 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 darty and um, Washburn, they 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 threw a really strong game. They held Arkansas to three runs on in nine innings. I mean, so you you kind of go back. I think with kind of the approach of use that trio of guys in a in a, a game against Oklahoma and then try to get to the Monday and hand the ball to Delucia and hope that he can give you something again you have a rested bullpen you know um, I mean there's a lot of things to be positive about but you've got to like Chase said you've got to be able to flush this game because as he said it, you had it on on your racket and you didn't finish it and that's Sometimes that can be the kind of stuff that haunts you a little bit, but you don't have any time to be haunted tomorrow. You got to let it go and go play.
5: Yeah, and the thing for me is in thinking about just how they played these first three games, it has honestly, they've won two games, they've lost one. As fatigued as that pitching staff would probably be on a Monday game in a game three, they haven't lost a single game because of pitching yet.
1: Yeah, They no. haven't. No, you're right. You're right, and you know, and and listen. It was, it was. I've been saying this, and people joked and we laughed and stuff. But the story was getting a little too Hollywoody. They needed some adversity, and from a just to make this realistic. And tonight they got it. So tomorrow we find out how they overcome it.
5: Yeah, no doubt. Well, all right, man. I appreciate you taking the last call. Um, Hopefully, I can talk to you tomorrow in a lot better mood.
1: All right, my man. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. That's vibing. All right. We will stop there. Thanks to everybody for um, your time. We'll be back with you tomorrow night after the game. Win or lose, we'll hit the button and uh, we'll recap it and uh, talk about either Ole Miss advancing to the National Championship Series against Oklahoma or we'll talk about the end of the road for a team that has um, come back from the dead before and tomorrow they get a chance to extend their season. Ole Miss and Arkansas tomorrow at 3. We'll have coverage at rebelgrove.com. We'll have post-game coverage right here at MPW Digital as well. So big thanks to uh, Brian Rippey, Jeffrey Wright, Chase Parham, all of you in the stream. Have a good night. Talk to you tomorrow here on the MPW Digital post-game show. Again, recapping the finals, Arkansas 3, Ole Miss 2, Our thanks to College Corner, Corinth Dental, Clearwater Group for making this show possible. Until tomorrow, take care.